Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jake. Um, before this podcast gets started, I just wanted to let you know that there's a very noticeable audio interference on this episode. I couldn't get rid of it without deleting massive chunks of actual conversation. So if you can't listen to this episode, I understand. Um, but the next episode of this podcast will be out very soon. And I'm sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You're looking for. <laughs> Welcome to. Comfort. In. Death. And. Darkness. Darkness. <laughs> Podcast. We need to seriously pick up the slack here because we're missing out on weeks, valuable weeks that we could be making podcasts. I've been busy. You've been not doing research. I've been busy. <laughs> You've been not doing research. I've been busy. Okay, fair enough. Eating garlic bread and <laughs> playing Sims 4 and just eating and relaxing and having a great time. I'm not amused. So, how do I do this again? I forgot how to podcast. I don't know. Um, um, I just add comments when I feel necessary. I don't actually true. run this shit. <laughs> no, you don't. I sort of steer the ship. You just give it body. Um, What's that trying to say? Hmm. I give the ship body. You you just. What are you trying to say? I'm I'm trying to say that you're the thing that like gives the ship character. I'm the sail. Yes, you give it direction. No, I give it direction. Wait, what are we talking about? Well, that must be the anchor then. Bring it on down. Well, you just stop it. <laughs> I think we should start again. No, I don't. This is gold. Um, Alright, so... Yeah, apologies for not being here. Um, But... What are you doing? I want a drink. Well, open it then. I'm trying. It's hard to open a Capri Sun. Cue the comments that people are saying. You don't open Capri Suns, you just put a straw in them. <laughs> But you'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. It um, has a lid. It does have a lid. Alright, so let's get down to the creepy shit. Let's get down to business. To defeat your mum. That's um, not what I was going to say. <laughs> Alright, well, have you got any news? No, I didn't think so. Well. Um, oh. Didn't, like, a little old lady get hit by a police um, motorcycle or something when... Um, Prince oh, Shit in Hell, what's he called? Prince Shit in Hell, what's he called? No, <laughs> Prince William and Kate were like driving through somewhere and then this little lady got oh. hit. And then they found out that she'd been hit, so they sent her flowers and like a card and everything. They said that when she's well, she's gonna they're gonna go and visit her and stuff. What's the creepy side of this? I don't know, I just. <laughs> you asked us to think of one on the spot, there you go. I didn't say think of one on the spot. I asked you if you prepared one. Well, I don't. I don't read the news. I've got the news. I've got Sky. I don't read news. I read creepy news. I've got Sky News notifications on my phone. Doesn't mean I open them. Fair play. Isn't Theresa May le- left? That's not creepy. Well, I didn't get invited to our leaving party, <laughs> so I'm a bit annoyed. <laughs> Fuck's sake, man! All right, I'll do a news story then. I don't know how to be creepy. They've never been creepy in the past. When I've asked for news stories, I've been like, oh, Doris oh, Day's died. What, a sex sting with involving, like, 22 kids isn't isn't creepy? That wasn't my news story, though. Anyway. You just have to take you. it too far. Here's one for you, though. Try not to cry. It's got an old person in hasn't it? Japanese woman dies after 150 what? Stabs. Technically, you're not wrong. Stings. Stings. Oh, From what? No. Wasp. Nope. Bee. Nope. Hornet. Yes. Oh, you bastard. Giant hornet. Oh, nah. Look at the size of them, motherfucker. Right. You're showing us a picture of a giant hornet. Why is it person holding it with no gloves on? Because they're a stupid idiot. That's why. Um, some right tits out there, don't you? So this happened in Tokyo. This is an old news article, actually. This is uh, from two years ago. Dear, latest news. Oh well. Anyway, she was sixty-seven. She got. There's no photos of her. Is there? Sorry, she was eighty-seven. 
She was stung by so many bees, though. She, uh, sorry, What's hornets. What's she doing, like? She, was she got stung 150 times. Um, How did they know that? Did they count them all? And firefighter, well, probably in the end, yes. Um, firefighters said that um, they just had to stand there and watch because they couldn't get any cl- anywhere near her. Jesus. That's horrifying, isn't it? So what was she doing to get all that? I've got no idea. If they weren't going for anyone else around her when they were standing watching, what's she doing, like? Getting the honey. Um, the hornets make honey, or not? Is it just bees? It just says. Do wasps make honey? Yeah, no. What do wasps do then? It's just sting people. people. Yeah. Little shit. <laughs> um, swarm have you ever hornet. Have been stung? You just talk over me all the time. I'm just asking. Yes, I have been stung. I have as well. Got stung when I was in my paddling pool when I was like four. My whole thumb swelled up like a pie. <laughs> I got stung on the face. I got stung on the um. This isn't a what game of one championship. Right, okay. Go on, what are you going to say? Well, I put my shoe on once and there was a bee in it and I got stuck on that the That sounds foot. worse. A swarm of hornets swooped onto Kaiko Kikuchi, Kikuchi as she was on her way back from her care centre in western Japan accompanied by her helper. Doesn't Did the say, helper get stung? Doesn't say. So was the helper just left her there and thought, nah, I'm out. Well, I'm sorry. If you were being, if someone was being stung by 150 giant hornets, well, would you not run for the hills as well? Yeah, but why are they targeting her? Did she have some sort of funky perfume <laughs> on? No. Jeez, it's not in the article. Anywho. Is it bees that die when they sting you and then wasps can carry on stinging you as many times as they want? Bees die after one sting. Poor things. That means they just made a poor decision. If they die of old age, they've made a good choice. Bumbly bees. Bumbly bees. Bees. Alright, this one's a bit, a bit of a downer. Um, You're always giving us downers. This, this whole thing's a downer, man. It's about fucking death and darkness. Um, in fact, I don't really want to talk about this one because it's well done, it's then. a bit too close to the chest. I mean, I'll, actually, I'll touch on it at the very, very end. Anyway. Please, please. <laughs> you. I bit my tongue when I did that. Um, there's a teenager in uh, Chicago and the article reads... Teen shot and killed while riding bike in West Garfield Park. He was found with a gunshot wounds to his head and neck, police say. Now, the thing that's really horrifying about this story is that on Instagram, he posted a picture of himself with three of his mates. Mm -hmm. And one of the pictures says, I'm really the only one left in this picture. Shit hurt. 100 emoji. So everyone else in that picture is dead through gunshots. And then one week later, he's, he's killed by gunshots as well. Without getting too political, America, you be fucking crazy. Yep. I mean, look at how many people... Now, I will say one thing. In Britain, people get stabbed a lot, especially in London. But you can literally just go downstairs into the kitchen and get a knife and you're armed. In this country, you can't go downstairs into the kitchen and get a gun. You you, mm. you just... It's just impossible. In fact, the, in fact, the only people anywhere near us that might have weaponry are farmers yeah they do to get rid of what well pests when I went I went clear pigeon shooting at the farm so <laughs> well even then that's that's for they have a license for that gun for recreational use yeah under controlled circumstances America I love you but you're crazy I don't love you um I do I, I like your Disneyland and Disney World <laughs> I like your Disneyland America, you'd be crazy. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a bit of a bummer. Mm-hmm. And you got your Independence Day from us. <laughs> Don't even touch it. <laughs> All right, it. no, uh, no, no. We're talking about this, <laughs> right? You shouldn't have brought it up. So no, I said don't. to Charlie one no. day. No, I'm saying this. It's hilarious. To be said, no, can I can I just put a little stamp on this before you say preface? It? Was born blonde, still blonde. <laughs> don't judge. Oh, I'm gonna judge. So well, your mom said exactly the same thing as me. So <laughs> that's true, actually. And she's brunette. Not the, exactly the same thing, but she, well, she's brunette, so she's got anyway. no excuse. <laughs> so the Fourth of July is coming up, obviously. And what is the Fourth of July, Charlotte? It's Independence Day. It's American Independence Day. So I asked Charlie, "What is American Independence Day for? Who did they gain independence from?" And Charlie's first answer was. From us? The no. British people? You dickhead. No, it wasn't. Your first answer was <laughs> aliens. Well, have you seen the movie? You haven't. But I've seen the poster. 
So your first answer was aliens. Then your second answer was black people. No. I didn't mean it like that. I know. What you meant was like... you what, like Their freedom their in f- America, yeah. Well, you like about uh, the abolition of slavery. Yeah. That's what you thought it was. Oh, when I said it was them gaining independence from us, you went, what? <laughs> As if to say, that wasn't true. That's never happened. I was like, what do you think the American Revolution was? Mm. They gained their independence from Britain. What do you think the Boston Tea Party was? Well, they threw all the tea in the bay. Why have they celebrated getting rid of us, but then they still like us in a way? Because it was many years ago, Charlotte. It happened in the 1700s. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we still go to France. What does that do anything? That's the people hate France. Yes, but that's just because we hate France. It's not because... I like France. Yeah, but France didn't own us. But I like France. The hate for France comes from World War One when they were pussies. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. any French listeners out there? <laughs> we love you, really. Um, I love your Disneyland as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let it be known that Charlotte thought that Fourth of July was a celebration of America's independence from aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Do you know what I like looking at? Or like watching, do you know that road that you're not allowed to go down? And it's Area like alien to her. And they listen to your car. I like looking at stuff like Wait, that. you say listen to their car? Yeah, someone said that when they drive down, they can listen inside of your car through like stuff. Like You'll like... listen to conspiracy theories. Yeah. I mean, it, if they had one of those like... Not the aliens, sat- like the people <laughs> guarding it. I didn't question. I meant... You can hold them like um, little like little handheld satellite dishes that like sort of zoom in for audio. Yeah. So you could probably do that. Yeah. But like they're not like tuning into your radio and like there's no, no. microphone in your car. I know. There's a microphone in my car. <laughs> there's a microphone in my car. <laughs> but, but like I mean... in an old American cars, it probably isn't. Yeah. Anyway, that was a tangent and a half. All right, time for the meat of this podcast. I'm so, not thick, just to clarify. Okay, keep telling yourself that. Um, I'm juicy. <laughs> you're juicy. So the juicy, not oh, the juicy. <laughs> <laughs> juicy. The meat of this podcast. I sent you away with the topic of police that have been convicted of something. It was originally murder, but then I thought, eh, it might be interesting to see if you can come up with something that's not murder. Did you come up with something that's not murder? Did I shade? Okay, cool. Never mind. Um, so, police that were convicted of murder, then. Did you um, pick murder as I well? I picked murder. Oh, wait. There we go. Um, well, technically, mine's manslaughter, so... Oh, okay. So, it sounds by things that yours is from America. Well, I tried looking at ones in England, but there was hardly anything compared to America. <laughs> every time, hard. Every time I was looking at the American ones, it was like, Florida man. Florida <laughs> man. Ooh, we should do that at the end of the podcast. Do the Florida man um, in your birthday. birthday. Hmm, let's do that at the end. That'll, that'll be where, uh, where, where brain floss. <laughs> we'll still come up with a new name for that. Do you want to go first or shall I? You go first. I will go first. Age before beauty, even though you're older than her. That's that's literally what you just. That's literally what that means. Is it? I thought it was someone that was younger. So youngness before beautifulness. Age before beauty. No, no. It's old oldness before beauty. Are you sure? I think so. I might be wrong. You, you might wrong? be wrong. I'm never wrong. You're always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens <laughs> say good, otherwise. I'm not wrong. It was in a film. <laughs> Which is wrong. No, but it, it was a factual answer. <laughs> but you... <laughs> Fuck, okay. Let's just leave that. So, police who were convicted of murder. Now, mine is, just to preface this, <laughs> mine is... um. He wasn't a police officer for long. <laughs> but he was still a police officer. Right. Alright, so. John Reginald Halliday Christie, a.k.a. Reg Christie. Reggie Reg. Reggie Reg. Was a police officer who joined the War Reserve Police and was assigned to the Harrow Road Police Station. And he was also convicted as a serial killer and a necrophile. What's one of them? Like someone necks. who has someone who likes necks yes someone a necrophile who, oh, is someone who is likes it necks. someone that strangles people 
It's someone who has sex with dead bodies. Oh, ooh. <laughs> I wish I never asked. <laughs> Is that not necrophilia? Necrophilia, necrophile. Oh, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is gold. <laughs> no, I'm just tired, right, guys? Uh-huh, yeah. So Christie was born near Yorkshire and was... In England? Yes. Oh, I said Harrow English. Road. Well, I don't know the roads. Harrow Road's a very famous road in London. Well, I didn't know that. Oh, bloody hell. It's not on the Monopoly board. Harrow. You never heard of Harrow? No. You've heard of Jarrow, though. I've heard of Jarrow, okay. So Christie was born near Yorkshire and was the sixth, the sixth of seven children... In 19, sorry, in 1899. <clears throat> um, during his childhood, he was described as a queer lad. Mine's around he, the same time, you know, as nice. well. He was described as a queer lad, and he kept to himself, while also saying he was not very popular. Jake's doing bunny ears, by the way. I'm doing air quotes, not bunny ears. <laughs> I've got a lot of air uh, bullet points here, by the way. Um, on March 24th, 1911... Um, just before his 12th birthday, his granddad died, and while the body lay lifeless on the table, um, he would later say it no. gave him a feeling of power and well-being. Oh, I thought you were going to no, say this next. didn't fuck his granddad. I was going to say, I'm ending <laughs> this he, now. He said he felt very powerful by looking down at the dead body. Um, before leaving Sickle. school, it was found that he had an IQ of 128, which means he was very superior... Sorry, he was of very superior intelligence. I wonder what my IQ is. I often wonder that too. <laughs> but this guy was near genius levels. Mm-hmm. Um, See, his... it's always the smart people that are like, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to be a killer because I'm not that smart. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> um, aliens did it. <laughs> Don't damn aliens. His first foray into sexual activity led to failure on a couple of occasions, leading... Whoops, the battery died. And we're back. Okay, so um, I'll just read that bit up again. His first foray into sexual activity led to failure on a couple of occasions, leading to the unfortunate nicknames of Reggie No Dick and Can't Do It Christy. <laughs> so, he was bullied, essentially. He was also in the army as well and was involved in World War One and was injured in a mustard gas attack, which he claimed to leave him blind and mute for three and a half years. This was found to be um, likely untrue, and while he spent the majority of the rest of his life talking with a whisper, it was likely a, um, a psychological reaction to the gas attack rather than a physical one. Mm-hmm. He left the army in 1919, but joined the RAF in December 1923, but he was then discharged in August of 24. He was actually married as well. He was married to uh, Ethel Sim- Sorry, Ethel? <laughs> Ethel. Ethel. <laughs> Ethel. Ethel Simpson, and yet continued to see prostitutes even though he was married. So it was dick, essentially. Um, obviously, he didn't um, start with murder. It obviously escalated over time. He started in crime when he was a postman and would steal postal orders and got a three-month prison sentence for it. He was then convicted of obtaining money on false pretenses and of violent conduct. Mm -hmm. He was then convicted of assault when he hit a woman over the head with a cricket bat, which the magistrates described as a murderous attack. He then was convicted of stealing a car from the company Sir Robert McAlpine. You ever heard of Sir Robert McAlpine? Yeah. Yeah, they built our school. I thought they did. I didn't read it, I just... So after his spree of uh, petty crimes, he returned to his wife, but continued to see the prostitutes. Eventually, he landed a job with the police, as the authorities failed to check his criminal record. There he began an affair with a woman named Gladys Jones until mid-43, when her husband, a soldier, returned home and found Christie there, where he was assaulted. This is where his murderous nature revealed itself. <laughs> Christie admitted to killing Ruth Fuerst. F U E R S T. Fuerst? Fuerst. Ruth. <laughs> Christie admitted to killing Ruth somebody, a 21 year old Austrian munitions worker who would occasionally supplement her income with prostitution. He brought her back to his home, had sex with her, and then, on impulse, strangled her with a length of rope. Initially, 
storing her body under his floorboards of his living room. But later he moved her to the back garden and buried her. What do you like next? Mm. So, <laughs> just got what you meant. Soon after the murder at the end of 43, Christy um, resigned from his role as a special constable and soon after got a job as a clerk at a radio factory, which is where he found his next victim. His colleague Muriel Amelia Eady. I'm loving all these old-fashioned names. I know, so good, are they? His colleague that he killed was um, Muriel Amelia Eady. He lured her back to his home by telling her that he could um, that he had concocted a special mixture that would cure her bronchitis. I now, got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for it. But sorry, but if you if someone. I, I know in this day and age it's easy to say this, but if someone just some random guy said, "Oh yeah, I've got I've got this like random mix," what some cow pollen? Who said he want to come round? <laughs> he was. Uh, she was told that she would have to inhale it, but didn't know that. Excuse me. Does this smell like chloroform? <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> um, but she didn't know that it contained Friar's balsam, which he used. To disguise the smell of domestic gas. Once he was sat, uh, once she was sat down and breathing it in, he connected a second tube, which was connected to the gas tap, which soon rendered her unconscious. In the forties, domestic gas was actually coal gas, which had a carbon dioxide content of fifteen percent once out. Sorry, which had a carbon monoxide content of fifteen percent, which is way above lethal. Um, once she was out cold, he raped her, strangled her, and then buried her alongside Ruth's body in the back garden. He likes snacks. Mm-hmm. In 48, during Easter, Timothy Evans and Beryl Evans... Oh, there's another old-fashioned Cute. ...moved into the top flat of Christie's building. During October of that year, Beryl gave birth to a daughter named Geraldine. About a year later, Timothy informed police that Beryl was dead, and when the police, um, when the police searched the place, they found no body. Eventually, Beryl's body was found in an outdoor wash house, along with the body of her daughter, Geraldine, as well as a six, 16-week male fetus. Yeah. So you can see where this is going. Beryl's body had been wrapped up twice, once in a blanket and once in a tailcloth. Beryl had, be, um, Beryl had a bruised face suggesting physical assault before death, and she and Geraldine had been found to have been strangled to death. Like snacks. He does indeed. Timothy initially claimed that Christie had been the one to kill Beryl in a botched abortion. However, the police eventually got a confession out of Timothy, but it's thought that the confession may have been fabricated by the police because the statement apparently was extremely um, contrived and artificial. Like, it's a man whose wife was dead or if he killed his wife it wouldn't he wouldn't have said the things he said mm-hmm. um after timothy was charged he um he withdrew his he withdrew the statement and then blamed christie once again this time for both the deaths of beryl and geraldine on january 11th of 1950 timothy evans was put on trial for the murder of his own daughter the prosecution decided not to pursue a charge for the death of his wife though Christie was even used as a principal witness and helped convict Timothy Evans for um, for murder, despite the reveal of Christie's criminal record of theft and violence. An appeal failed, and on March 9th, 1950, Timothy Evans was hanged for something that he didn't do. Due to the reveal of Christie's record, he lost his job at the post office savings bank that he had been working at for the last four years. So the police made tons of mistakes during the investigation, predominantly missing the bodies buried in the back garden. Even though there was a fucking bone holding up a fence. What? Yes, there's a fence in, there was a fence in the garden and a femur mm-hmm. was propping up the fence. Jesus Christ. And the police missed it. If proper forensic evidence handling had been carried out, all the lives that Christie would go on to take could have been saved and Timothy Evans would have been spared as well. Various interviews do point to um, a concocted false confession on behalf of the police as Evans had no clue where the bodies of his family were. He suggested that their remains were in a manhole or a drain in front of the house. The police searched there, found nothing 
and yet searched no further. It wasn't until they finally searched the wash house that they decided to look at the whole place in more detail. Evans also was also completely unaware that his daughter Geraldine was dead during his first interview. So he thought his daughter was alive. It had also been found out that it was indeed highly likely that the police had falsified his confession due to the choices of wording. Sir Ludovic Kennedy re-examined everything in the aftermath of the whole thing and found that quotes such as terrific argument which struck him as really out of place for someone who would have not been sorry for someone who would have been extremely distressed so if you're under like a heavy amount of stress you're not going to say something like terrific argument are you no. would you ever use that word no. would anyone ever use that him well he didn't evans was also very uneducated as well he was very much a working class man and would never have said anything of the sort. So, all things pointed to a police, like, just saying, oh, fuck it, let's just frame this guy and be done with it. Christie, it seemed that, um, due to him being a former war reserve policeman, investigators accepted him as one of their own and accepted all of his statements as factual, making him a crucial witness in Evans's trial. It was also found out that Christie had um, claimed to be an abortionist prior to actually meeting the Evans and even repeated this claim after the trial, saying it to women that he spoke to in a cafe. Sorry, just in cafes in general. Um, possibly as a means of hunting out more potential victims as it matched his motives. Um, sorry, as it matched his MO of um, offering his help to women, gaining their trust and confidence in order to lure them back to his flat, just like he did with Muriel Eady. Three years managed to pass without any major incident. There was an incident um, involving immigrants from the West Indies, and Christie also managed to retain exclusive use of the back garden by law and order um, to stop uh, anyone from finding the bodies of the people that he... So, in December of 52, about three years after effectively killing the entire Evans family, Christie strangled his wife, Ethel... Ethel. <laughs> Ethel, in bed. Strangling again? Yeah. Telling ya. Necrophilia. 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 That's now his name. He invented a few stories to explain where she was, and even went as far to say that she had developed... I don't know what that word says. Rheumatism? R-H-E-U-M-A-T-I-S-M. Rheumatism. Sleepwalking, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, when, re- when replying to a letter from relatives in Sheffield, whom he actually told one neighbour she was staying with. So he told one set of family that she wasn't very well and then told someone close to him that she was with that family, essentially. Rheumatism is any disease marked by inflammation and pain in the joints, muscles and fib- uh, in tissues, especially the, especially arthritis. What was that word you couldn't say? Fibrosis. Um, he then left his job with the British Road Services that he had since con- since the conclusion of the Evans trial and was supporting himself by selling Ethel's wedding ring, watch and furniture while also picking up his employment benefits. So did his, he fill in his all unemployment the, benefits. So did he fill in all the potholes and that? I Maybe, I don't know. There's, there's loads around, yeah. <laughs> well, he's about... Dead. 60 years too late. Um, on January 26, 1953, he managed to forge Ethel's signature and emptied her entire bank account. What a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Um, between January 1953 and March 653, Christie invited back three more women to his flat. They were Kathleen Maloney. At the same time? Sorry. No, no I got on different occasions. Between January 19th and March 6th. Um, Betty Strangleson. They were Kathleen Maloney, Rita Nelson, and Hectorina McLennan. I love that name, Hectorina. Their them parents wanted a boy. <laughs> so um, Maloney was a prostitute. Nelson was visiting her sister from Belfast and was also six months pregnant. And McLennan lived with her boyfriend and worked in a cafe. So remember before when I was talking about cafes when he yeah. was telling people that he was an abortionist. So this bit's just... Every bit is twisted. The three actually met on a few occasions with Christie. In the case with McLennan, he led 
her and her boyfriend, Alex Baker, stay with him while they looked for places to live. He then managed to get Hectoria back to his place where he killed her. He then managed to convince Alex that he had no idea where his girlfriend was and even met Alex regularly to see if he had had any news about her whereabouts yet. What? So he killed her. Yeah, and, and then, then was, played innocent. Yeah, and was placed in like, oh, like, you found oh, her yet, really? Chrissy killed them all via gassing them, having the carbon monoxide make them drowsy, allowing Christy to what them? Strangle. Strangle them with a rope. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. He repeatedly raped them while they were um, unconscious, even continuing to do so while they were dying. See, the... hasn't he like, got sex problems as well? Yeah. You can only... Put it this way. He couldn't get it up. For anything else but something dead. Mm-hmm. So you gotta remember, when you looked at his granddad's body that was dead, I don't know. he felt great power. So looking on women who are dead, it's obviously gonna make them feel even more, you know. Yeah. Um, Sicko. So the dying part. Um, that made him gain a reputation after his arrest as a necrophiliac until it was um, commented on that he didn't actually have sex with the bodies post-death exclusively. So he would like sort of do them when they were dying and that and like they couldn't like move. But as soon as they were dead It became exclusive, did it? No. <laughs> as soon as they were dead he just sort of buried them. Like, this is fucked up. He was arrested on March thirty first, and all he had in his possession was some coins and a newspaper clipping about the detaining of Timothy Evans. He kept that shit on him. It's weird. He moved out of his flat on March twentieth. So going back before his arrest, yeah. after fraudulently submitting, uh, sorry, subletting um, his flat to a couple for seven pounds and thirteen shillings. Hey, that's good. Which you <laughs> 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 don't even know that much that's worth. Which is about seven pounds sixty-five in today's money. Huh? that's in, good. In, in modern format, seven quid adjusted for inflation. How much do you think it is? Oh, I thought that was with inflation. You're a dick. You know that. You've just said in this day. You've literally just said that. Rewind this now. <laughs> no, I said. No, I didn't. I said he got £7.13 for it. Yeah, which then, in today's money. Yeah, but then you left it at the that. the equivalent of £6. Sorry, £7.65. Pound, that's even better. <laughs> in modern format. So how much is it? Adjusted for inflation, that's about 210 quid. And what is it? What is a two bedroom, one bedroom? No one. How look many at bathrooms? <laughs> it's quite a good price, that. Is it a flat chair or? You done? No. I wonder what the Wi Fi would be like. Mega fast. The landlord then threw them out, finding out that they weren't Christie. The person living out of the top floor, um, Beresford Brown, was then allowed by the landlord to use Christie's kitchen. On March 24th, Brown discovered a little something, something. A finger. Up until this point, you're probably thinking that he also buried the bodies of his final three victims in, in the, the garden. garden with the other three, uh-huh. right? But that would right. be wrong. The final three victims... In the cupboard. There was a little alcove in the kitchen. Brown discovered the alcove while attempting to install some brackets into the wall. Could he get permission for that if it's a landlord? I don't know. I don't know. It had been hidden behind some wallpaper, and when the wallpaper was peeled back, Brown discovered the bodies of the three final victims, Maloney, Nelson, and McLennan. How did it not smell? Got no idea. Brown asked another tenant if they were actually dead bodies, and soon after, told the police, leading to a city-wide search for Christie. No, mate, they're just, like, props. <laughs> exactly, yeah. How are you, man? He booked into a place in King's Cross... Um, called Roten House. But that was expensive, mm. King's Cross. Looking seven nights using his real name and address. He, um, he only stayed for four, though, because news of the discovery of his flat broke. He wandered from cafe to cafe in London after leaving the hotel on Likes March Likes cafes, doesn't he? Here he does. And was eventually arrested on March 31st. After being asked for ID by a police officer, all that was in his possession was some coins and the old newspaper clipping of Timothy Evans. Upon his arrest... He only admitted to killing the three women in the alcove and his wife. When he was then told that they found skeletal remains in the garden, 
he admitted to those two. So he wasn't going to admit to anything until they found evidence. He would later confess to the killing of Beryl Evans, but not Geraldine. He refused to admit to killing Geraldine. Probably it's speculated it was a that child. He, yeah, it's speculated that he didn't want to admit to her death because he would lose the respect of the jury and because of his safety around his fellow inmates. I was literally just about to say that. Mm-hmm. First of all, the jury doesn't respect him. Yeah. Um, Christie would go on to plead insanity, but that was thrown out as a doctor stated that he has um, very intelligent. Well, he he said he had a hysterical personality, which sounds like me, um, but was not insane by any means. His plea was rejected, and the jury deliberated for only how long? Two hours. Not even that. Forty-five minutes. 85 minutes. He was found guilty and he did not go on to appeal the ruling. He was hanged on July 15th, 1953, his executioner being the exact same one that executed Timothy Evans all those years earlier. As he waited to drop, he apparently complained that his nose was itchy. The executioner, Albert Pierpoint, assured him that it won't bother you for long. I thought you were going to say leant over and itched it for him. Apparently that's an actual quote as well. Um, some speculate that Christie may have killed more undiscovered women. One piece of evidence to support this is the fact that um, one of his trophies that he would collect from his victims was clumps of pubic hair. That's disgusting. Mm. And at least one of the clumps did not come from any of the discovered victims. Um, no attempts, though, were made to trace or find any further victims. Might have been his granddad. That's disgusting. I don't want to think about that. This story has actually been turned into a play, movie, and TV show, with the movie starring Richard Attenborough and Is that the David show... Attenborough's cousin? Do you remember um, Miracle on 34th Street? Oh. The guy who plays... You know, the, the, the Christmas movie with Matilda? Right. It's Santa from that. Alright. Oh, um, and the uh, show actually stars T- uh, Tim Roth. So not small things by any means right he stretched the imagination um after all was said and done though after a ton of inquiries timothy evans received an official pardon in october of 1966 allowing his remains to be returned to his family who had him privately buried christie's residence Rillington place no longer actually exists in london and a small garden now lies where the building once stood and that is the story of reg christie Little horror. What was his full name again? John Reginald Halliday Christie. One evil motherfucker who was, at one point, a policeman. So that's mine. What have you got? First of all, thoughts? It's whack. It's whack. I want to know who the other hair belonged to. I want to know who. I'm tired. (laughs) I'm always tired. Uh, That would be something... That I'd like to know as well. Like, what, was that more victims? Tired? <laughs> no, man. But yes, I'd like to know that too. Um, but yeah, where, was there other victims? Was there a reason that he collected the pubic hair? I mean, of all the things to collect, I mean, I think teeth would be less disgusting. Sound like so something from like Dirty Sanchez when they used to like shave the pubes <sighs> and then eat it and stuff. That show was rank. Jackass was better. <laughs> anyway, so would you like to do yours now? Um, I've got the feeling yours is significantly shorter. Always is. Alright, fire away. So I did police convicted of manslaughter. Okay. So this one is about a man called Charles Becker. Charles Becker was born on July 26, 1870 in New York. Hmm, okay. He started off as a bouncer in a German beer hall. Nice. And then joined the police in November 1893. 100 years before I was born. <laughs> He received national attention for arresting a known prostitute named Ruby Young. Three weeks later, she pressed charges against Becker. What for? For arresting her. For like, she oh, said okay. there was like no reason behind it. Um, so he prepared in three ways for the trial. He gathered evidence. He hired an experienced lawyer, Louis Grant, and then gained support from his colleagues. So this allowed him to make a very powerful entrance into his trial on October in 1896. I'm sure you mentioned. <laughs> powerful entrance, and you <laughs> think something off wrestling. Yeah, I'm sure you just imagine glass shatters. 
Dun, 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 dun. No, but I mean, Stone Cold like, Steve he's Austin very... throwing beers around. No, but like he's very prepared <laughs> for it. Like he's confident. So after five hours in the trial, mm-hmm. he was acquitted. After five hours. After five hours, but this then taught him the power behind having his police badge Ooh-hoo. and how he could use it yeah. to get whatever he wanted that's, or to do whatever he wanted. That's the dream. So Becca used his position in the police to get sums of up to a hundred thousand dollars. Yikes. From brothels and casinos in exchange from any police getting involved with them. Alright, in the eighty in the late eighteen hundreds, that's not a lot that's not a small amount of money. Yeah. I'm gonna look up how much it's worth. Oh my god, alright. This calculator only actually goes back to nineteen thirteen. So how much is it? Hundred thousand. <laughs> Bear in mind this is nineteen thirteen, not eighteen ninety three. Eighteen ninety six. Alright, so this is like what? Not that far behind. But a hundred, a hundred thousand pound at a time. Did you say? Hundred thousand dollars. Sorry, hundred thousand dollars at a time. Hundred thousand dollars. That's two and a half million. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Um. So in July nineteen twelve, he was named in the New York World as one of three senior police of- officials in the case of Herman Rosenthal, mm-hmm. a small-time bookmaker who had complained to the press about the greed of Becker and his associates for badly damaging his illegal casinos. So two days after this article was released, Rosenthal walked out of the Hotel Metropole at 147 West 43rd Street, just off Times Square, and was gunned down by a crew of Jewish gangsters from Low East Side Manhattan. <laughs> to why? <laughs> just Jewish gangsters, just... I knew just... you were going to laugh at that, it's nothing. It just, it just doesn't seem like there was a thing. Um, but also, American street names are fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like, we have, like, like, Northumberland Street or... Granger Street. Granger Street or... Big Market. The Big Market, <laughs> I. <laughs> like, but, like, West, 30, West 34th and 5th Street, it, it's whack. So District Attorney Charles S. Whitman made it no secret that he believed that they had committed the crime on behalf of Becker. So Becker had the Jewish mafia in his pocket. Yeah. Fucking hell. So Becker was then assigned to desk duty in the Bronx after speculation of this. Mm-hmm. On July 29, 1912, Becker was placed under arrest and tried for first degree murder. The verdict was overturned. Of course it was. But then because of that, it was appealed that John Goff was biased because of the defendant being in the police. Okay, yeah. Um, so there was a retrial in 1914 and, he, and it was confirmed of his actions and he was sentenced to death. Okay. So Becca went to the electric chair in Prison. Sing Sing Correctional Facility on July 30th, 1915, still professing his innocence. The day before he died, he told the warden, Sure, I told them to put Rosenthal out of the way, but I didn't mean they should kill him. I wanted them to get rid of him, like, out of town, so he wouldn't blab. Killing him was Rose's idea, and the others. They wanted to save their own skin. So Jack Rose was one of the prosecution's witnesses, along with Harry Vallon, Sam Shraps and Bridgie Weber. Probably said one of their names wrong. I apologise. They were underworld figures who were involved in the crime and promised immunity should they testify against Becker. What? So if all of them grouped together and testified against Becker, they would be immune from anything happening. My to them. God, and they were all criminals as well. Yeah. Um, wow. So Becker's electrocution took nine minutes of tense agony and pain. Oh. It was described for years afterwards as the clumsiest execution in the history of Sing Sing Correctional Facility. Oh my god. So Becca, previously to this, was married to Letitia Stenson. Six years after their only son Howard was born, they divorced. Um, and Howard had a little girl named Charlotte. Oh, hey! But unfortunately she died the day after her oh, birth, no. but is buried next to Charles Becca in Wood, Wood, Woodtown Cemetery. Oh. Woodtown Cemetery. I think that's what I've been. Um... But many authors to this day, such as Harry Klein, believe that Becker was wrongly convicted. No shit. Yeah. Holy crap. So despite him being, you know, not a nice guy. Yeah. To think he was actually innocent of this one. Yeah. Huh. Because it was a group thing. So he might not have interjected as much as others about it. Well, yours is a bit more depressing than mine, despite mine having necrophile. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, um... A little insight into the death and darkness of the world. Yep. Alright, so, brain floss. Alright, Florida Man. Where's my phone? Oh yeah, Florida Man. 
Where's my phone? I don't know. Where is your phone? Right, I've got it. All right, so you're going to... All right, so I'm typing in Florida man, 24th October. And you're typing in Florida man, 29th of May. I was, I was just about to say, nothing actually comes up with my birthday. Like, it says here, like, like 26th of October. Oh, hang on. The news articles that come up with mine were written, like, a few days after. But the first story says, this image obtained Wednesday, October 24th. So, I don't know what to think of that. Do you have one? 82-year-old Florida man slashes 88-year-old Florida woman's tyres with ice pick for taking his seat at bingo. <laughs> That's not <laughs> true. It is. How the f- That's- That's gold. That is utter, utter gold. Is that one for mine? What website are you on for that? Esquire. Ooh, Esquire. Nah. That one for yours right there. I found another website with some I found one. Florida man stabs, beats man with stick. But not giving him beer, police say. <laughs> Mine's better. Florida man in custody with connection of bomb packages sent to top Dems. What is Dems? Oh, Democrats! Oh, God! <laughs> man in custody for sending bombs to Democrats. Right, mine's bad. <laughs> Let's play that game again. <laughs> That's really a one and done type of game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely true, mine. Look, look, it's on another article. Oh god. <laughs> Tell you what, them them old people with that bingo. Police have arrested an eighty two year old Lake Wales, Florida man for slashing a woman's tires because he claimed she was sitting in her, his favourite bingo seat. <laughs> Fred Smith was charged with criminal mischief last Monday when police say he took an ice pick to the eight year old Ethel Britt's van during a weekly Evil. bingo game at the retirement community clubhouse. Police say that Smith stormed out of the bingo hall, punctured two of Brit's tyres because he, she was sitting in the chair he usually sits in. Smith was also caught on surveillance, surveillance, surveillance video in the act. And he has you to made pay, this fucking joke there. And he has to pay $500 in tyre damage. Funny. Hey, them old people with the bingo. One no. night he took your front end off. No. She was driving away from the metro centre up here. And there's a, a big Some old bingo granny hall. came, like, bombing around the corner. Didn't even look, didn't even indicate. Like, just was like... It was two, It was a left turn, then an immediate right turn. And she basically just went diagonal. Yeah. <laughs> she looked like she shouldn't Crazy. have a licence either. She was Crazy very old. Lady. Slammy brakes on. Anyway, um, anything else for the for Brain Floss? Anything you've been up to of note? We've been to see Toy Story. We've been to see Toy Story 4. Oh my god, it was so, so good. Sad. The beginning was very gritty, wasn't it? Yeah. No one was trying to get RC. But it was sad. Why was it sad? I'm not trying to say why sad, because I spoil it. Good practice. Good practice. Go see it. It's fun. For, for me, I'm back in wrestling properly now. And oh my god, I feel so good. And he's got hardly any skin left on his arms. Yeah, I, I need to find my elbow pads, because sliding into the ring hurts. <laughs> when people say, oh, wrestling's fake. Not as fake as you think. I mean, I've got massive, I've got, like, what, look at that. How did you describe that? Saw. A saw. <laughs> it's like a big, massive fucking cigar burn. So sliding into the ring alone can hurt. But, yeah, it's really, really fun. Uh, I just, I, I'm, I'm loving it again. There was a little bit of time where I was like, I might pack it in, it's not for me. I tried. Might as well just give it up now. That's me with my second job. <laughs> I'm like, oh, do I retire? Do I not? <laughs> do I retire? Am I too old for this now? I, do I enjoy it anymore? Never too old. I do enjoy it, but can I be bothered getting out of bed at the weekend? <laughs> no. <laughs> Still debating. I had it, right, in case he's listening. Sam. I had a shoe print on the back of my back, didn't I? <laughs> it looked like someone walked over you. It did. It looked like someone walked over you. You letting people us. walk all over you? I am. Sorry. I need to stop. What are you like? I, He's 16 as well. Sorry, 17 as well. 16. I'm a grandmother. If anyone uh, hasn't seen that, please Google We will it. never, ever mo- not mourn the death of Vine. Yes, yeah, I'm getting I, beaten I was, up by Ben. Well, it's wrestling. I was in the middle rope and Sam stood on me back. He must have been standing with some force. What, when like, you were stood up? When I was, I was on the middle rope. The middle rope was quite low down, remember? I was kneeling. Um, he's standing, like, pulling, and I'm like, ah, 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 and I'm really there, like, ah. Well, next time, tell him to take your shoes off. No, because he may break his ankle. <laughs> you really don't know how wrestling works, do you? Don't really care, to be honest. <laughs> Dick. So, That's yeah. Nikki not liking me now. No. Like, nah, she can get lost now. She's not, she's not my favourite on this show anymore. Anyway. I think it's time to end it there. We don't have any emails. I've checked. Let me double check, just in case. Unloved. Unloved. Remember... 
email in your f- what you is just the email with anything dad jokes or fast forward you know what i mean that's supposed anything? to be that just stop trying to steer this ship just don't send dick pics no do send dick pics i'll, I'll forward them to someone i know um <laughs> what was i saying we don't have any emails but by all means email in what is the creepiest thing that's ever happened to you and make the subject line funny preferably a dad joke for charlie creepiest thing that's ever happened to me was someone called jake asking us out who is he? I don't know. Mm, weird. Um, <laughs> so yeah, email in podcast at gmail.com, podcast at gmail.com. If you like this, you can please rate us on whatever you use for podcasts, preferably iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And preferably a five star. Yes, preferably. Uh, I'm not going to beg, though. <laughs> Scrabble beg on toast. Worry. You can listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Pocket Casts. Every time you say tuna, I always think you're going to say tuna. 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 And Spotify. I'm sure there's some I'm missing as well. There's, there's a ton that we're on. Um, Podknife, I think. But anyway. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. I have been Jake. She has been... Charlie. I was expecting something. Charlotte, funny. whichever. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. I've just realised he would have been... She would have been called Charlotte after him because he was called Charles. Oh, God damn, yeah. So thanks very much for listening, and we will see you whenever Charlie does our next research. That'll be never. Are you actually announcing the end of the podcast now? Yeah. It's done. It's finished. No more episodes. Mic drop. Totally joking. She will be back because I'm making her do her research. You will do your research, right? Yeah, because I gotta pick the next topic. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Which is? Come on, tell me, 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 tell me. Dot, dot, dot. From the year we were born. So something that fits this podcast from the year we were born. Yeah. Ooh. And you Good can, thing we're born in bonus, different years. You get bonus points if you get the month as well. Oh. Oh, that's evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing's ever going to top Florida Man slashing the tyres <laughs> at the bingo. How was he, 82? Yeah, and Bless poor him. bugger. The other woman was 88. How's she still driving? What's well, America? They'll do anything. <laughs> Hope she's reset her test. Jesus. Uh, Them eyes don't work like they used to. Right. Those reaction times as well. (laughs) Well, to be if she's playing the bingo, she might have good reaction time. Like, house! (laughs) Line! Bingo! Uh, Thank you very much for listening. I've been Jake. She's been Charlie. And we will see you next time. Good night. (laughs) Can I go to bed now? You always want to go to bed after these. I know, well, I'm always tired. I'm a hard-working girl, you know? Uh-huh. Hard working girl or hardly working girl? Both. <laughs> Double negative. No, but like, I'm just tired. I don't stop. Speaking of stop, this podcast.